Hello, Loveland. I'm Mike Meldon, and this is your Loveland Weekly Podcast, brought to you by Gina Dubell-Smith, EXP Realty, and Stone Pillar Farm. Last Thursday marked a special day in Ohio's history as recreational marijuana became legal in the state. Now, you might have expected, as I did, a social media explosion, celebrations, and a sense of lighthearted fun echoing through the air. But interestingly enough, the day arrived with a much subtler tone. I saw virtually nothing marking the occasion. I couldn't help but wonder, where was the anticipated wave of Instagram and Facebook posts? The communal acknowledgement of a day many thought might never come. I don't know. There are probably many reasons for this. But I can only think that some of the tampered down reactions may have come with the uncertainty surrounding the issue. So to dig in, I had the privilege of talking with Ohio State Representative Rachel Baker, who is in the midst of this uncertainty as she has been working through the many different issues that came with the passing of the recreational marijuana statute. Representative Baker and I delved into the discussion surrounding the legislation, unearthing both promising and challenging aspects that lie ahead. From potential positive transformations to concerns that need addressing, our conversation sheds light on the evolving landscape of recreational marijuana in Ohio. Here's our conversation. I hope you enjoy. Today is the day, right? December 7th? Yes. It's officially recreational. It's legal. But... You guys met yesterday for some final, some, some last minute changes. Is that correct? Um, kind of correct. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> well, tell me what's correct. <laughs> it's legal today. Um, so issue two that was um, passed by voters uh, one month ago, it took a month to go into effect. So uh, November 7th, we had our election. So December 7th today, um, it is legal the way that the issue was passed on the ballot. Um, but because it was passed as a statute and rather, and not a constitutional amendment that allows lawmakers to kind of tweak things, to change things. Um, and so, uh, groups in the house and in the Senate met yesterday and today actually, um, to talk about those changes, but nothing has been voted on, um, by both parties. So as of today, it is, the law is what issue two passed. Um, however, I, I can't tell you how long that's going to be the law because there (laughs) are definite, um, definite people both in the Senate and the house that plan to make changes. And in my opinion, some good changes and, um, and some not so good changes, but, um, there's a lot of discussion and negotiation about what changes are going to be made. Are you allowed to speak to any of those that you think are good? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so so as of like right this second, I would say that it is legal to use marijuana if you're 21 and older. Um, it's legal to possess a certain amount. And I would have to look in the issue two wording for what the the ounces or grams of edibles that you can possess. But you can possess small amounts. Um, you can use for personal use. Um, and you can home grow um, starting today. Okay. Um, so those things are legal right now. Um, uh, public consumption, so smoking marijuana, like 
at a bar or it would fall under Ohio's smoking ban. So you can't be smoking a joint in a bar. Um, Outside patios and things like that are a little bit more up in the air. Um, But I would say the safest for sure thing that you can do is use, uh, use marijuana in your own home in private areas if, if you're 21 or older and you can grow um, up to six plants for a single adult or up to if you have more than one adult that lives in your household, you can grow up to 12 plants wow. in a household right now. Um, I wouldn't probably invest a ton in that growing because that's one of the things that a lot of people are talking about. So um there was a lot of push in the House and in the Senate to make changes yesterday so that they would go into effect before today. Um, but uh, uh, negotiations were underway and a, a compromise and an agreement was not met. So um, so the law is what it is. Um, but there's a push from the governor. There's a push from lots of um, people in leadership to get some changes quickly. Um so I can chat about those changes. Yeah. What, what, are, um, what are some of the things people are looking for? Yeah. So some of the things that I've been, or I would say one other thing that's kind of a problem right now, even under issue two, is that right now you can't buy recreational marijuana anywhere. Right. Um, so issue two um, gives us nine months for the for the legislature to figure out like, the organi- you know, the oversight of this to get licenses, to get this up and rolling. So even though it's legal, you can't buy it. So we're kind of in a, in a stuck place right now. Sure. Um, so some of the things that we have to work out are things like that, like how licensing is going to work, how this department that oversees it is going to work. Um, but the things I would say specifically that are being discussed a lot, home grow is being discussed a lot. Um, there are some people really against home grow. Um, in the first negotiations, the Senate had taken it completely out forbidding home grow. Um, the latest negotiations I've seen have put it back in, but at smaller amounts, I've seen something that said three plants. I've seen something that says six plants total per household. So I think there's going to probably be a compromise. Um, but the latest things I've seen home grow is back in there, but at a smaller degree than issue two past it. Um, but that's one area that's been being talked about a lot and wouldn't surprise me if it's taken out. Um, Another thing I would say is um, is the taxing of um, of marijuana when it's being sold here. So it's not going to impact us immediately because we don't have recreational dispensaries. Right. Um, but I think issue two had a ten percent tax um, that would go towards local communities where dis- um, dispensaries are located. Um, it would go towards a social equity program that would. Um, try to help um, underserved communities. Um, there have been lots of talk about the taxes. So I've seen lots of increases to the tax. Um, and, you know, there's there's an interesting thing with that because, you know, more, more tax gives us more money if we're putting it into good things. Sure. But if we go too high on tax, that's just going to going to not help the black market sale of marijuana if we're making it too expensive right, to right. legally. Or it's going to push people to go to neighboring states that have legal recreational and small and lower tax rates and the tax money is going to go to them. So, you know, there's an argument to keep taxes low. Um, so the percent, that 10% that was written in issue two, I have seen increased in most of the negotiations I've seen. So good, good likely to go up. 
likely to go up. Um, I've also seen changes in where it goes. So um, I've seen the social equity program cut out. I've seen money going to local communities cut out. I've wow. seen an increase in that tax money going to law enforcement and prisons. So mm. that's one discussion. Um, I am definitely for listening to the will of the voters and having this social equity program and having the local communities that agree to host dispensaries gain the tax revenue for them. So yeah, I'm sticking definitely. with the two on that one. <laughs> yeah. It seems um, like, and, 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 and I guess I have a question here. You said it was, that was eye-opening to me uh, that if it's a statute that the legislatures have the right to go in and, and play with it a little bit. Right. Yes. But it's, it seems interesting that, you know, you, that I could see yeah, adjusting the tax rates and taxes are in there, but to totally take out the wording of such things, that's, that's legal. You guys, yes. legislators are allowed is, to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, um, this is interesting. I don't want to get too much in the weeds of this all, but um, if you remember, we had that August election this year that voted on um, a former issue one. We were looking at raising the bar of constitutional amendments that they would have to pass by 60% instead of 50%. Right. Yep. Um, and the argument to that, it that didn't pass. So we are still a 50% state. But the argument was that citizens shouldn't just be changing our constitution. They should use statutes. And the pushback that people were saying was, but Legally, if if citizens pass a statute, the legislator can repeal it the next day. Right. Like a constitutional amendment is a, changes our constitution. A statute can be changed tomorrow by the legislature. So we can we could get rid of issue two. We could just say no. We don't care that the voters voted on it. And you know the proponents of of raising that constitutional amendment threshold said, you know, but the legislature would never do that. We would never go against the will of the people. And so I was very, very excited to have issue one and issue two on the ballot together because now we're seeing that play out. Like, is that true? Are you not going to change the will of the people, you know? Right. And so there are some things to tweak. So one thing that's been being discussed, which I like, um, is that issue two doesn't talk about expungement at all. And we are pushing hard that, you know, previous marijuana convictions for low dose possession should be able, people should be able to have their records expunged if it's now yeah, legal. And idea. so we are trying to get that added. Um, so that's a change to what the voters voted, but I think it's a good change. You know, it's, it's not, yeah. it's adding to, it's not changing what they put. Um, so for me, that makes a little bit of sense um, versus getting rid of programs that the voters voted for or, um, you know, getting rid of home grow, getting rid of things that were in there that voters voted on, I think is a bad precedent to start. Yeah. Wow. Um, a lot, a lot of, uh, uh, people are talking that they they were, they were thinking, like you said, could they just be getting rid of the whole issue to overall, you know, just, uh, circles that I've talked to. And, and I don't think it's ever really, that has never been discussed. I mean, I know you're not there no. now, but was that ever talked about at all? No. I mean, I think they could legally, they could, they could say we'll repeal issue two, you know, right. Um, I, you know, and I think in some issues, I think if issue one had been a statute, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was overturned the next day. Um, right. I don't know that people are as, have as strong convictions about marijuana. Um, but I know that a lot of people in leadership aren't huge fans of it. Um, and so 
I've never heard any any discussion to completely get rid of it. And I think that that would be a horrible thing. I mean, to be that <laughs> blatantly disregarding your voters, especially with something that didn't vote, you know, didn't pass by 50.1%. Like it passed by a nice margin. Like people want this legal adult use recreational marijuana legal. So I think it would be really really nuts if if the legislature totally repealed issue two. They could, but I think there's no way they would. And that's not the kind of discussions I'm hearing. What I'm hearing is getting rid of parts of it, getting rid of the social equity program, getting rid of local um, benefit from dispensaries, getting rid of home grow, increasing taxes, changing where the taxes go. Um, And all of those are really like to what point are being Mm -hmm. negotiated um, and then adding the expungement um, and what that would look like. There's also been some interesting discussion about things like marketing um, and that, you know, we should have have regulations around marketing that follow alcohol and tobacco. So not marketing in ways that are attractive to young kids. Sure. Um, you know, not having dispensaries within a certain radius of like schools and, you know, following the way alcohol and tobacco are regulated with respect to children, I think it would make sense. And um, because so there are some additions that make sense, I think. And we have other states as examples, too. You know, you, exactly. you look at the first states that went through this, oh my goodness, they had uh, uh, a lot of obstacles to go around without any examples, you know, yes. and, and at least we have um, a lot of examples uh, to follow. Yeah, we're not inventing the wheel. There's definitely things to look at and ways to do this safely. You know, so I'm, I'm hearing things about that. I'm hearing um, things, of, uh, lots of stuff around kids. I hadn't talked about that much, but the marketing, the packaging, you know, just making sure that we're, if people are going to have marijuana in their house legally, that, you know, it's in containers that are hard for kids to get, you know, just making sure we're sure. decreasing yeah. the risk of like uh, um, accidental ingestion by kids. Um those are kind of the big things I think I've heard talked about. I've also heard some discussion with like what this means for drug-free workplaces, for um, uh, workers' compensation, you know, all those, you know, working out how this looks in all those fields. So there's a lot of, you know, the devil's in the detail, but I think there'll be a lot of details that'll be tweaked. Um, But I don't think, I think that we are going to have Adult use, legal, recreational marijuana in Ohio. <laughs> and you guys, obviously, you met yesterday. And like you said, you didn't come to uh, an agreement then. You still have to vote on it. When do you see this all playing out? When do you see it kind? I mean, you have a lot of stuff you're dealing with, all these different things. And I get that some of it's going to take probably the for over the next year. But these main things uh, that like people wanted to get done before the vote, when do you think those things will play out by? I mean, that's that's a really good question. So, you know, the House, the Senate and the governor all have to kind of get on the same page. So I would say the Senate and the governor wanted them done yesterday. Um, The House seemed to have a different view, which is, you know, we're not going to have we have nine months for recreational actual sale in Ohio. Like we have some time to be thoughtful Mm -hmm. and to to, you know, we don't need to rush through legislation today. And so. Um, the governor is definitely saying he wants something soon. Um, the house does not meet again until we actually don't have notice, but I think Tuesday or Wednesday next week. So nothing will happen before then because we can't have a vote before then. Mm -hmm. Um, but the question will be, you know, does the house even come to some kind of compromise? The Senate's requests were much more conservative, um, 
and much more restrictive than what the house was looking at. So we have to agree on the same thing. Um, So whether that will happen, I think it will either happen. I wouldn't be surprised if we vote on it next week, like maybe Wednesday. Okay. Um, I, if we don't vote on it Wednesday, we're not in session the next two weeks. Um, so I think we wouldn't vote on it till January. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I can't get a feel, you know, I mean, I kind of am on the side of the house that, that, you know, the whole sky didn't drop today because it became legal. You know, we have a little right. time to do this out right. and to do it in a thoughtful way and not kind of a knee jerk way. Um, so, we'll you see. know, it was, inter- it was interesting too. You know, I just thought you'd see uh, a lot more on social media or even in any media uh, about about today and it becoming legal. I don't, you're not seeing a lot of it. Have yeah. you noticed that? Yeah, I kind of did too. I mean, most of the stuff I'm seeing, you know, hearing about it is just these conversations about what the laws are going to do. Um, but I'm not seeing, yeah, it's like you expected this big thing today and yeah, today right. came. <laughs> and maybe, maybe in the next couple of days, the people who are really concerned about this will see, okay, it's just normal life. We're, right. you know, and maybe we can take a little time to think about it, be thoughtful. And, and, um, you know, I mean, my, my response is going to be over and over that, you know, there's, there's some areas that, that I think we could look at the way alcohol, tobacco, um, are regulated in Ohio. We can look at how other States have done things around keeping kids safe around expungement. Those things make sense to me. They're additive to this bill. Um, you know, my philosophy is that I wouldn't want to, to discredit anything the voters voted on. Um, but the hard thing of that is that something is going to get passed. And so sometimes, there's negotiations where you're like, okay, fine, we'll cut this, but we saved all this other part. And it yep. puts you in such a hard place because it looks like you're going, I mean, you are going back on, but your right. choices are something bad or really bad, you know? It's um, compromise. That's what, yeah, that's what. Yeah. And about. so I don't, I don't like going back on anything on issue two. And I hope yeah. that if compromise has to be made to get something agreed on, that we can get some good things like, you know, expungement in there. Because I think, that, you know, for people who have a record that's, that's just, you know, small amount misdemeanor possession charges to be able to have a clean record and have that makes so much sense now. So I'm hopeful that we can do things like that if, if we do need to compromise. Hello, it's Elise Snapshaper back with another Loveland High School Weekly Update. This week, not too much going on. A lot of people are studying for finals and midterms, just trying to make sure they know all the content before the big test next week. Um, But there are still three home games this week. There's girls basketball, boys basketball, and academic quiz team all at home this week. And for the art side, there is an art show this week featuring artwork from many different art classes and students. Hey, Loveland, it's Emily Barblow, your local publisher of Loveland Lifestyle Magazine. Just wanted to um, remind you guys that we love covering all of the people, happenings, and things going on in our amazing town of Loveland, Ohio. So make sure to grab your latest copy. We always drop a bunch off in downtown Loveland and surrounding areas. Or follow us on Facebook and Instagram everything from events to 
mini press releases, um, articles. I mean, we have so much happening here. It's We love covering all of the things happening. Um, so make sure if you're not already following us on social media, you are. And um, stay tuned for more awesome info from Loveland Lifestyle. Looking ahead in Loveland. On December 16th, 2023, Loveland once again is celebrating Christmas with its Christmas in Loveland. Be swept back in time while visiting historic downtown Loveland for this holiday tradition. The Little Miami Chamber Alliance is pleased to share that the city of Loveland will once again be transformed into a beautiful wonderland for the Christmas holiday on December 16th from 4 to 8 p.m. There will be horse carriage rides, a children's train ride, a trolley ride around town, main stage with live entertainment all evening, food trucks, a live nativity scene, crafts with Mrs. Claus, and a visit with Santa. Children will love petting and interacting with farm animals brought by the Branch Hill Estate and much, much more. We hope to see you there. We have something truly special here in Loveland. Thank you for listening and have a great week. This episode was produced and engineered by myself, Mike Meldon, with the help of On Brand Studios and recorded at The Grail, a magical place here locally like no other. Please note that the opinions expressed in the podcast do not necessarily represent the views of our sponsors or organizations.